Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with a man. (laughs) I'm always here with a man most of the times, but who is this man? Now, uh, this is Chris... Lord. Chris, say hello to our audience. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Chris is um, in California. I'm speaking to him. He's in lo- around Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. um, why is Chris here? Well, you know, everybody has some form of specialization. Everybody has a story. Everyone has. And that's usually the case for all of my guests. But there are particular things about Chris. And I'll first introduce him and and see if we can get the ball rolling with him. Um, He is a coach. All right. He's been a coach for more than 20 years. And um, to get to be that, that's to be a coach. That's what, what I want to know. But he's also many other things, like all of us have many hats. He's a businessman, a father, a husband. Um, He works with top athletes and well-known companies, organizations, celebrities, um, moms and dads, and even military special ops. So there's a particular clientele there. He was a former master trainer and presenter. He created and presented content with both nationally and internationally created it for both audiences nationally and internationally on the mental and physical aspects of training for peak performance in all areas of life. So, you know, you get the impression that it is geared toward athletes. Is Was that your main target, Nick, uh, Chris, at the beginning? <clears throat> Originally, it was, you know, being an athlete in college and, and coming out and competing in ultra endurance sports. It was about how could we perform at and and myself and my clients at the very best. But, you know, to make a long journey short, it all comes down to the mental game. It all comes down to how we speak to ourselves, that inner coach that we have. And what I found is, you know, the same concepts that you use to run a triathlon or a bike race or whatever it is you're doing, that type of philosophy, that type of mentality is what mm-hmm. what it comes down to run a successful business or to, right. to, to heal a relationship or to attract a relationship. All right. Your now life. you're going too you know, fast. You're, you're already strategy. running. You're already running oh, the race. Okay. And here yeah. I am. I want to know who was uh, Chris in high school. When you talk about sports, what kind of sports were you involved yeah. in? Uh, in high school, I was in football and wrestling. Ah, so we did that. Mm-hmm. Very high 
you know, one of the top high schools in the country. And mm-hmm. so it was all about how well performance. could we perform, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. performance. Go, go, go. And also very male-dominated sports. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what to say? Uh, there is a topic. Uh, <laughs> there is a topic um, that you um, suggested we might talk about is is masculinity and integrated feminine, the integrated mm-hmm. feminine in mm. modern masculinity. And I thought to myself, well, do we want to go? I mean, how long an episode is this going to be? <laughs> That's a long story. We can go wherever you want to go, whatever's feeling <laughs> right to you. But also, there's um, there's a part before mm. my guests come on. I have them fill out a pre-interview questionnaire. One of the mm. questions is, uh, "What are your strong points?" And usually, people just lay it on paragraphs and paragraphs of their strengths. And when we get to the weaknesses, just a, a sentence or two. <laughs> but in your case, they're even, you know, two sentences, two sentences, very straightforward. <laughs> right. Now, um, mm-hmm. you, like many other people, would like to talk to Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, if you had mm. the chance, if you won a contest, and you can speak to whoever mm. you want to. Why? What does he mean to you? Well, I think there was a couple things that really appealed to me um, about him. Um, first of all, the, one of my favorite speeches or quotes is the man in the arena, you know, uh-huh. how he talks about not just being a part of life and watching it from from the stands, but being in there mm-hmm. and really, really being involved and, and taking your bumps and falling down and understanding that success and failure are parallel with each other that you need to take to get those scars and how how proud can you wear those scars not you know and a lot of people have a hard time with that um the second part is how he healed himself from losing his wife and 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 i believe daughter and you know having this tragedy happen in his life and how he took to nature mm-hmm. and the 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 parks and to to go and heal himself in nature and then he made the national parks what they are today here in the States. Um, I just think there's a lot that he went through, you know, internally mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to be the leader he, he became. Yeah. So it would and be fascinating also just to find that out. Another topic that you mentioned um, that you're, you're qualified to talk about is plant medicine now that you mentioned parks and mm-hmm. nature. And I'm wondering, before we get back to the high school uh, area of your <laughs> life, um, plant medicine, where did, when did that come into your life? About eight, nine years ago. Um, uh-huh. You know, it was one of those things, again, about going deeper into ourselves. Um, you know, a lot of people that being in Southern California, there's, there's access to it quite a bit in these journey communities is what we'll call them. And um, eventually I did it. And my wife and I, um, both of us uh, went to one of these evenings, these ceremonies. And it was just this eye opening or heart opening connection to all that's around us, to not only to what is here, what we were able to feel and experience, what we were able to heal within ourselves, the connections, but how we were able to connect to one another. So it kind of became this this marriage to now this kind of spiritual partnership of of internal growth. It was about mm-hmm. allowing the the intelligence of the plants to take us where we were going to go 
and to discover a deeper part of ourselves. And it's yeah. been this this amazing journey for eight, nine years now that became a huge part of our, that well, is a huge have, part of our lives. Do you, since it is a huge part of your life, uh, do you have specific mm-hmm. products or brands? And what, I don't mean, I mean brands in the wide sense, and I'll um, tell you why. Um, mm-hmm. When I hear plant medicine, I always think of um, Bach flowers, B-A-C-H. Dr. Bach, mm-hmm. who um, creates uh, little potions uh, and you mm. take them drops at a time a couple of drops morning night and they heal so many different things they're miraculous mm-hmm. i mean they they calm even a person like me so 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 hyper <laughs> i'm wondering if you've ever heard of them b-a-c-h i have not not yeah, not look that my wife though is an herbalist so ah, she, so she does knows i'm sure she knows of, yeah she has she's been in in doctrinated into every plant that you can you can imagine, imagine. you know yeah. what I'm talking about in this journey community is more about psychedelics, which in, ah, obvi- well, in here in well, the well, we are using... way beyond that. The psychedelics, yeah, is, you know, yeah. that's way out <laughs> the field. Yeah, literally. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now, um, let's get back to that high school moment because you did you continue the sports then after high school? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So then I moved out to California and became where? more of a from boston sorry mm-hmm. i grew up in boston just south of boston a town called brockton yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um so i've been out here about 22 years and then i embarked on uh cycling and triathlon mountain biking ultra endurance mm-hmm. sports and that's when i became not only uh, a huge competitor in those sports but that's when um, i started coaching uh-huh. and really uh, coaching seeing different age groups or mm-hmm. what kind what level no different just different different people from all all walks of life oh, you know coaching people coaching not sports uh-huh. coaching sports coaching like mm-hmm. cyclists runners mm-hmm. triathletes and you know just really getting involved in that and then then i became uh, a, a presenter for various companies mm-hmm. different fitness organizations so i'd get a chance to travel around the world and present um present to different companies, different uh, certify thousands of instructors. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was a really fun, fun journey so, to kind of So that means, do. let's say that you climbed mountains too. That was one of the topics that you suggested. You you were, uh, you have <laughs> climbed the mountain and you've climbed <laughs> I, two mountains. <laughs> well, what I, what, I was, what I was referring to in that topic was the second mountain of your life, meaning like your second career. Right. I Uh think a lot of us embark on certain careers in our lives and we realize, oh, is this for me? Is Mm -hmm. this what I really love? Is this fulfilling? And then whether it's a maybe a sickness, an illness, a death or or just an idea of I'm not happy. I I prefer I want to go do this. And metaphorically, I refer to it as the second mountain in our life. Mm-hmm. And so did that that's, come what, that's what I love to help people do. Did mm-hmm. that come along with the psychedelics, that moment? I'm joking. No. I'm joking. <laughs> it could have. It could have. There's actually a great book about that. It's The Second Mountain, and, and he talks a lot about mm-hmm. that and, and, and pursuing what you love, you know, yeah. in all areas of your life, not just yeah. in, you know, a lot of us are forced to do jobs where yeah, 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 that's what yeah. we think we should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, and now, now this we is have about doing a, a person 
before me, but I'm saying in front of me mm -hmm. because I have the benefit of, of seeing you on camera, who seems, who comes off as being very, you know, uh, well balanced. And he did, spl you know, that little word psychedelics did come out of the side of his mouth, but, you know, very, very well balanced, right? Now, one of the topics that you mentioned, and I wanted to jump on that, but before we get there, a little more scraping the surface, was disruption of patterns. Because I told Chris, well, hmm, I love abstract thoughts and disruption of patterns. I know what a pattern is, and I'm, sh I'm wondering where he's going to go with that. And I I'll give you mm -hmm. that topic to, to dissect for me. But I'm going to turn it around first on you, because disruption of mm -hmm. patterns, for me, from what you've told me so far, is leaving the East Coast to go to California there was quite a disruption of patterns there. But do you mean mm -hmm. it negatively, this pattern, this disruption in a negative sense? Or, you know, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm oh, wondering. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people get into, into certain things in their life. They do certain things, whether they're good habits, a lot of them are bad habits, but they're no longer serving them. I think our patterns, our ways of being, we've established before the age of 20. And a lot of those things happen because of influences in our lives, um, okay. whether it's parents, uncles, mentors. And so we created these this way of being for a certain period of time. And then we get to a, a place in our lives and we go, this is no longer serving me anymore. This way okay. of doing things like okay. going like being in corporate, for example, you know, I was about, I have a business degree. I was always told that if you get a great job with an amazing company and have good mm -hmm. benefits, you're going to be happy. And I did that. I worked for various companies um, throughout, throughout my life and great companies. But I realized that that wasn't for me. That was someone else's idea of success. So mm -hmm. my pattern that I had to disrupt was, oh, I love to serve and coach and help people develop into the best versions of themselves. Okay, so, and, so now And that's what I get to do. Mm -hmm. But now, everything, you know, having heard you, maybe there's a different concept that I'm looking at because you, at one point in time, you got married. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure now Six, that is, in my ago. book, mm -hmm. a disruption of a pattern because the pattern previous to that was a different lifestyle, right? And so there had to yeah. be some form of adjustment. Is that right? Yeah, of course. It was it was coming in, but it but me me when I met my wife, it was like yes, was I dating a lot prior to that? And then I met her, and I'm like, wow, there's something really amazing and special about her. Mm -hmm. So was it a disruption? Yes, but it wasn't a forced disruption. It was something that my that that I wanted to do. Something that yeah, I felt yeah, yeah. that made me feel good being right. in her so, presence. So the, this right. this idea, the word disruption, what I'm getting at is the word disruption has a couple, you know, has a, two coins, like the side of, you know, there's two sides mm -hmm. to that. So sure. it could disrupt positively or it could disrupt negatively, right? And the pattern Absolutely. could be Absolutely. negative or the pattern could have been positive, right? So let Absolutely. me ask you a question that um well first we're still in high school right we got to college you were in the <laughs> we, i think we're in, out in california now but we're out california, we'll start it from right? wherever it goes okay you're, Cali you're in california and um how long after you finished your education that we never finished really but how long after you graduated 
did you mm. um, got your degree? Did you start in in the corporate world? Did you start full time right. employees, being a serious person, work wise? Like, right, right after I graduated, I I dabbled in finance in, in the finance industry while I was in college. So I kind of worked mm -hmm. and did that. It was like that was my first time seeing. No, this isn't really for me. Um, and then when I came, uh, I moved out to Utah for about a year, right before California, mm -hmm. Park City, worked and bartended and hmm. played and had fun nice, and skied and all that, right? It, it was. But then I, I got a chance to work for Xerox there. Mm -hmm. And again, second in, time. In Utah? Not really for me. Yeah. Yeah, ah. sure did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then I moved out to California, mm -hmm. again, 22 years ago, and I worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Right. So, Again, not serious. for me. Right. Yeah, it's different. Different. Yeah, like right? really good training programs, but yeah, yeah. not, not. not and I did yet. well, mm -hmm. but it wasn't my mountain yet. Is what yeah, I'm talking. Okay. About. <laughs> we get to the mountain. We get to the mountain. <laughs> you see where we're coming? We're yeah, coming around. Getting... All right. Now mm -hmm. we're in definitely in California, and you are definitely right, married, and you are. I know you're on the road to the mountain. All right. So mm -hmm. so. The thing that I want to know is, uh, I get the idea of what the disruption of patterns are, but I'd like to get that from a, the point of view of a client, right? One of your clients, uh -huh. right? Are your clients single people, I mean, individuals, or are they, um, you know, groups of people from a corporation who come to you, or do you have both of those types of clientele? Both. Okay. I have both. All right, I so work let's, with teams and organizations uh -huh, okay, and then individuals. Okay, let as me well. see. Mm -hmm. Let's talk of one, an individual. All right, okay. that comes to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, could be any any level. Could be a CEO, whatever. Any any level. Mm -hmm. One, a case. Excuse me, a case that um, sparks your interest because of the uh, not difficult but the challenging nature to the way you had to work with him that you needed, mm -hmm. say, for example, different tools to, to communicate with this person because, you know, mm -hmm. nothing was working or something. Something, give us an idea of how you uh, work with them from intake. I'm going to your website or mm -hmm. wherever I understand where I can get in touch with you to, to, to mm -hmm. have you coach me. And I see something, right? Do I see something that I could pick and choose and pay for or do, is there contact me? <laughs> well, you know, a, a lot of people come to me and they're not really sure what this is for, what they're what they're needing. Right. Yet. And it's my job to hold up that mirror is to listen for those inflections is to really take them into that deep place within themselves. So, mm -hmm. for example, some people would be like, I just want to lose. I just want to be fitter. And then okay. we realize that after an hour of conversation that they're really not happy at home with their spouse right, and they're right. on the brink of divorce. So, so <laughs> right? what, and the what first they, initial call yeah, was, I get that. Right. So I want to lose 15 pounds. And, uh, and already they're cured <laughs> after that one hour they've <laughs> well, understood. Well, it's acceptance first, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You got to sure, come to what, sure. what the truth is. What is that? Right? Sure. First? Sure. So, so let's say that Those hormones. Right? Yeah, of course. So you are um, giving them a consultation, initial consultation to understand who they are, what they want, how, you know, to get the basics. All right. So to see if it, we are a good fit for each other. Right. So, so right. let's say that you decide 
you are a good fit because it, it represents a challenge. A person, person that you're going to talk about now, you know, Mr. X or Miss X. Um, why was that a challenge for you? How did you go about the challenge and how long did it take? Was it typically right. a monthly, weekly, twice, you know, bi-monthly? How, mm -hmm. Just to get an idea of how you work. So uh, when I work with people, I first we have an initial consultation, right? Right, and and what I'm looking for is is are they getting value from from me as a coach mm -hmm. first and foremost? If they're not getting value, then you know, then I might not be the person for them. But I want right. to make sure that there is some some insight that happens, some understanding of oh, I've been doing it this way, but I want to do it this way. So uh -huh. we make sure that that happens first, and then usually I work with people for six months to a year, maybe uh -huh. a lot of times a lot longer, for years. For, for and what week, we're doing is we're... Do you meet for, them, uh, excuse me, Chris, do you meet them weekly at times or does that vary? Well, it, I, I look at it like this. It's not session to set. We do have sessions scheduled per month, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm on your team for yeah. this year. So yeah. if there's one-off phone calls, emails, texts, different articles I found, different right. podcasts that I might see. help them along their journey, getting to where they want to go. Uh -huh. The first is establishing and accepting where they are right now and then creating those action steps to get them where they're looking to go to, like you said, shift those habits, change mm -hmm. those perspectives, understand that those things in life that happened for them were actually gifts. And a lot of people have a hard time with that. They might have had something really horrific happen that they wouldn't wish upon anybody in their past, but it's part of my job to extract the gifts and the superpowers that they might have gotten from those hard times. Yeah. All of those hard times. Mm -hmm. And so we get to look at those and say, how can we hold these in a different way? How can we accept them, right? Because we can't change them. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. go... What did you get and gain? What were the lessons that came from this? Right, right. How are you now the man or the woman you are because okay. of those things that happened for you? Um, do you uh, coach mainly men or women? Do you have an idea? I both. Yeah, I have a, right now it's about balanced, about 50-50. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. What about age group, the cohorts? Do you have, how, who's the youngest? <laughs> what level are we at the youngest and, and the oldest? I mean, I've worked with, 20 and 30 year olds that are trying to start mm -hmm. up their career or find okay, so something adults, that starting from really the adult sparks age. them. But mm -hmm. right now I have a handful of executives and um, from 50 to 70, I have a couple 40 year olds. Um, so Anyone just, who's in just depends where they are. Working life. Uh, nobody really right. who is retired. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I actually have a lot of retirees. That's, oh. that's, that's a fun one to work with. Okay, there really you go. Tell us about retirees. it. Because what happens, what I found is a lot of uh, people that have led, led these amazing careers in life, mm -hmm. um, they get to the end and it's time to retire. And it's like, what do we do now? Oh, my God. You know, God. I just it's, had it's this time. amazing career. Yeah. Well, again, it is. But for a lot of them, it's th there's a lot of anxiety and a void that's there. Yeah. So how do we help them focus on more purpose? Mm. create a new higher purpose, not necessarily a new career, but a new higher purpose so that there's fulfillment there. Yeah. Because well, if they're talking... waking up every day and doing the same thing, yeah. it's not necessarily yeah. fulfillment for, for so them. You, and they don't, they a lot of them can't even see that. You mentioned higher purpose. And when I, co I couch the words higher purpose, 
almost always in a spiritual sense. And I'm wondering how much that, you know, comes into, you know, slips into and filters into your work, the spiritual side to mm -hmm. life. Do you find yourself coaching in, ter in spiritual terms in the sense, you know, of meaning, mm -hmm. life, purpose, these kinds of uh, key words that, that are often used in, in spiritual talks? When I, I feel that's what everyone is eventually looking for. You know, mm -hmm. if as humans, you know, we start off and we, and what I said earlier about climbing our first mountain, right? We'll yeah. use this metaphor again. We're doing a job, we're making mm -hmm. money, we're buying a house, we got our cars, we're taking our vacations. And then what it comes down to is what is that second mountain that really is about fulfillment, that really is about being in service, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. that, it, that is able to use what you have acquired and all these things over the yeah. years. What are your gifts? What are your passions? And how can you use those to be in service? Because mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. once we understand and we can really be in service to whether yeah. it's the earth, whether it's other humans, you know, a certain type of person, mm -hmm. you know, a niche or something, then I think that's when our hearts really open. Yeah. Is when do, we do can find, find... a lot of people will come just at the beginning without really knowing that but eventually we get them to this mm -hmm. place do you um find that people are a bit reluctant to talk about their emotions because any change underlies an emotional process right it, emotions underlie change usually and uh, like you said before in your example you said a person yeah. came to me and they wanted to lose weight but then we found out you know they were so unhappy in the relationship and all of that and I'm right. wondering how easy it is for people to make that connection between an, an outside you know so to speak right. uh, desire mm. and then you know their emotional situation uh, private right. emotional that... situation does that come up often Talk all, all the personal. time that's ah. what this whole thing is rooted upon mm -hmm. right as a as a coach here's here's the difference a coach we're working on where we are right now and what are the action steps we're taking to get to the future yes we're touching on the past a little bit but again if we're getting back into patterns right and we're mm -hmm. trying to disrupt those patterns we 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 get to go into those emotions we get to experience what vulnerability is what authenticity is and and allow ourselves to feel that allow ourselves to be with that to understand what is happening within us and when we can do that that's when the true growth starts to happen right mm -hmm. but it's about having the courage to actually feel those feelings to go into those feelings and go okay there's something here that i need to that i need to experience because i think in the middle of those emotions even if they're like shadow emotions below the line ones that we don't that don't feel good mm -hmm. in the middle of those is where freedom lies mm -hmm. and it's a matter of going into those and experiencing those so that we can make the shifts we can understand that hey this is happening and i'm going to mm -hmm. embrace this as opposed to yeah. pushing it down again um so we have more than 20 years experience, um, as we mentioned in the beginning. You have more mm. than 20 years experience in coaching. And so as a writer, it's obvious to me, well, where's the book? When are you going to get pen to paper, <laughs> put pen to Where's that black on white? <laughs> have you tossed mm -hmm. the ideas around of writing? I sure have, yeah. Okay, I that's sure what have. I thought. So this I, is I write I'm every asking. single morning. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. 
Yeah, I write every single morning a few pages and just different things that come up, but it's but do you it's do in, it in it's a, in the process. A, okay, so you do have something like mm -hmm. an outline or uh, a draft title, uh, know how many chapters, stuff like that. Yeah, well, I don't necessarily uh, the book isn't isn't what I do have is workshop series that I uh -huh. that I have. Okay, so, good. In other That's a words, nice a, a series of, putting... of workshops, yeah, right? Yeah. That we're able to really get in and systematize teach people, allow mm -hmm. them to share exactly mm -hmm. exactly so once nice. i'm able to extract that workshop series and put it in pen to paper then it will, the book will come a year and next. a half <laughs> yeah. oh is that what you're feeling okay yeah. all right a year if you're if you're quick if a year your wife helps <laughs> I know, right? I know. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's not, writing is tough. You know, it's a difficult, you should find yeah. a writing coach. They'll yeah. get, they'll be after you. <laughs> All right. But uh, All right. it's interesting. It's a very, very interesting process because the, the what writing does, when you actually put the pen to paper or your fingers on that keyboard is you learn so much about your ideas mm -hmm. and they, uh, they, 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 change as you think of them mm -hmm. you know and it's a good exercise it's a good exercise for your practice you know and for your coaching right. practice because you'll see that when you, ex you express ideas of what you're doing or in the mornings when you get up and you do uh, write down a couple of ideas you surprise yourself with what perhaps comes out in those thoughts that you didn't necessarily mm -hmm. know right away you know um that's right. interesting this is interesting this is an interesting mm. um thing I'd, i'll i'll have you back when that <laughs> when you get back when you're, I'll, you're ready I'll to be burn there the book. i'll be there yeah no I, it's, right it, and again. you know you talk about we you talk about weaknesses and you know yeah. i've always been I've always loved getting in front of people and speaking and doing that. Ah, see, I'm I know there are people who are that oral, looks... other people who are right. I mean, I'm, I'm, yep. I've always worn glasses in my life at a very young age. So reading mm -hmm. for me, I prefer audiobooks, for example, yep. but there's a, a certain amount of, um, the memory works differently when you listen to things and when you see things on in writing yeah for and sure. so mm -hmm. you know we, we are all different some people are visual some people are not but this is um you you have a probably a, your own way the thing is that it's slower and it forces mm -hmm. you to be in the moment of the thought because talk really yeah. is cheap isn't it <laughs> i mean we, here we are shooting the breeze, you know, <laughs> we're telling right, everybody right, what right. we do, right? But when mm -hmm. you, uh, before you close that book and you think, okay, I can send it off into the world, you will die a thousand deaths. I can't, it's not, um, it's not me. I can't do it. I have to change that word on page right, five. Right. <laughs> but it's a nice right. exercise. And, and that's what, yeah. Yeah. And those are, those are the emotions that get, you get to look at when yeah. they come up. And I'm sure yeah. I'll, be, I'll be calling you when that uh, happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Okay, this is happening. This is real. Yeah. I'm really feeling this. No, no, you are. No, this is exciting. No, yeah. because it makes you grow so much that you will then see your position in review. Uh, as as a coach, you know, God, right, the mirror, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's nice. It's That's it's an it. interesting thing. I, I um, 
of course, we could go on and on, but I have to say, and I have to ask you, because I mentioned it before, a topic that you listed was modern masculinity and integrated feminine. Mm. Now, I I mm-hmm. would like to hear what you meant about that. I mean, what is, I, I feel so sorry for men sometimes. Right. I used to, when I was a child, yeah. I was, I'm the second child. My name is Claudia. It wasn't supposed to be Claudia. It was supposed to be Alberto. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I had, I grew up thinking, right. oh, well, you know, I really would like to see what it would be like to be a man. I got rid of that mm. <laughs> as I matured. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then I think of men today and I think, oh my God, they probably have such a crisis of their identity. I can see with all, you know, these modern yeah. things that are happening, modern women and who, what mm. does it mean to be a man? Tell us what you had planned or right. what you do talk about when you talk about that topic. Yeah. It's re- it's a really he's starting interesting to cry, one. ladies and, and gentlemen. We... He's starting to cry. See the tears. <laughs> I'm, I am in tears right now as she's speaking. See what you brought up in me, you know. I mean, but honestly, I think that's a big part of it. Is is understanding our emotions? Is emotional tolerance right? Mm-hmm. You know, as men and growing up where I grew up in the states on the East Coast, it was very blue collar. You know, be an athlete put down your emotions, don't show anybody that, that you're feeling you're, you're weak and da, 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 da. And that wasn't, that, that's not who I was. I was a really sensitive, sensitive young kid, you yeah. know? And, and it wasn't till I got out here and I started interacting with men's teams, like organizations and, you know, right. what is masculinity? Yeah. What is this? And leadership development ah. that it was about, you know, not showing up and being victimized by your emotions, but owning your emotions, right? So, like, like being authentic and real with what is surfacing, but but not putting it in a place of it's holding me back. It's actually helping us grow. Wait, as wait. Men. Now, I I think we're jumping ahead without knowing it. So, what you're saying is. Um, you started with the tears, you know, we were joking about the tears and you say, yes, yes, but it's all about emotions. Did you, do you, do you mean that integrating the feminine, a man integrating the feminine has to do with the sphere of emotions? Is this what you mean? I think it could be fear of emotions. It could be fear of creativity. It could be that whole right brain, you know, as men, I think we're, we're, taught a lot not all men by the way i was taught right Mm -hmm. how to be a solid businessman an athlete a tough you know when when something came up you would fight it Mm. right as opposed to learn to kind of dance with it and understand that this is happening for us these Mm -hmm. people in situations that coming that are in my life right now are happening to show me where i'm not free right well, the ones that that are yeah. triggering me i know but you see what this is this happens way back when and then you get married and you have your children you don't sleep at night and all of a sudden all those emotions are right there where you need them <laughs> and and you learn that that well this is the man the man is you know waking up at night and it sort of changes mm-hmm. your family life and children you know getting down to taking care of human beings um, does really overturn that disrupts a pattern it disrupts your masculine right. pattern and um, sooner or later you know you you 
are faced with it so strong on. I mean, you, you get literally smacked with it. You know, you have to have your emotions in check when, when your son or your daughter comes home and they just didn't, you know, everybody was picking on them and they start crying and then you start crying with them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of, um, in the emotional life, I'm, I'm, you know, blabbering, but I imagine that a man who is in the family life, unless they are so involved with their job that they don't have, a, they don't participate, they just don't participate in their family life. Because I mm -hmm. see that one of the topics is fathering and being a husband of 16 years. Right, and right. if you are in a fathered position, that emotional side to your uh, human story is, is, comes out so strong, whether we like it or not almost, don't you think? Well, it, it just depends on what type of father you, yeah. uh, when we talk about disrupting patterns, right? I can, I can sit here and cry in front of my kids, but I'm not going to be, uh, am I going to be taken down by those emotions, oh. right? When my son who's 15 has, uh, you know, he's a, he's a surfer. He's, you know, has a ton of great friends, pretty popular. He can come home and go, I'm just, I need to release something. I'm, I'm feeling this way and have a, and, and have a good cry and let something yeah. come out. And mm -hmm. I, I, not once do I say you shouldn't feel that. I, I give him a high five for that, for mm -hmm. allowing that to come out. Because what I think men are programmed, a lot of men are programmed to do, and some women, by the way, is bury those emotions, mm -hmm. right? And hold those emotions in. Some of those emotions are shame and guilt, sure. right? Fear, anxiety. When you hold those things in, they grow in power. Right. And they create sure. a disease within the body. Sure. Right. You know so what happens when you're in your 40s and 50s, yeah. if you're holding those emotions in, your body is in a state of disruption, a state of disease, yeah. which creates disease. Sure. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so this is about us understanding and finding a place yeah. that we can let these things go in a safe manner. Mm -hmm. Right. In a safe manner. It, yeah. Again, I say this not being victimized by your emotions, owning mm -hmm. your emotions. Yeah, yeah. There's a big difference there. Yeah, sure. I have um, a really great um, uh, uh, idea for these emotions to come out. I pick out the worst tearjerker movies. It works all the time. Mm -hmm. The tears just come down. I suggest it to everyone. <laughs> totally. You know, I teach a breathwork class too, uh -huh. which is a deep in breathing class that mm -hmm. lasts about 45 minute class and they is can get it a free online one off my website or is it if they in like. person you can get it on my website they can get mm -hmm. it free. they can get it for free if they want mm -hmm. but you want to talk about letting emotions go yeah yeah that does it every single time and yeah. by the way this like a lot of special ops training they're mm -hmm. using these type of breath work um mm -hmm. programs to help train their special ops people the seals yeah. and so on and so forth so, so, tell me. so that they're not holding these emotions in high stressful situations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're burying something and you're in a, whether you're a, a CEO or a businessman or a special ops or whatever high pressure you're coming into, you don't want to be taken down by it. So why not understand those things that are coming up? Mm -hmm. Right. If you can understand those and hold those in a certain way, you're going to be performing in a better way in, in your life. And that's what right. it comes down to is, is really grasping this and moving forward along this journey that we're all mm -hmm. on. Chris, I'm um, in the um, uh, episode description. I'm going to include, of course, your website, Chris Plord, 
mm-hmm. um, com. It's P L O U R D E, and all of the rest. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific um, invitation you can make to my audience to say, look, come to my website on this page, blah blah blah, something that they would find interesting um, and uh, mm-hmm. just as a, a you know call to action here. Right, right. So a couple of things. I already said the breath work. They could yeah. get that. Um, there's also a mental fitness page that mm-hmm. they can look at. That is a six-week program that I run every um, every few months that we can get together in pods and really help them understand how to work from that left survival brain what, to the right survival brain by pods get together in pods <laughs> well we we do we do small group training small group coaching you mean pod through like some mm-hmm. do you mean a small like, we, group? we get to, like teams yeah oh, we'll, okay, okay. We'll, we'll have like a weekly <laughs> okay. meeting mm-hmm. you know we'll mm-hmm. all get together and discuss certain topics that come up and this is through mm-hmm. a uh, positiveintelligence.com they can run an assessment good and really understand again we talked about these 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 voices in our head, right? The sabotage mm-hmm. sabotage saboteurs or the judge yeah. and yeah, the yeah. and the sage or that these are, you know, yeah. and we're trying to come from a place of more compassion, creativity, you know, a place of of action as opposed to just reacting off of certain things that that most people do is they're just in survival, getting through the day. And mm-hmm. it's and what we're looking to do is really create some this beautiful life that yeah. that we're all we all deserve yeah. to live. What I like um, that you just mentioned um, about three minutes ago, you said we and seven or eight minutes ago, uh, you said yeah. we need to dance around them, you know, and and you know the yeah. the the, um, the provo- provocateur, the, the saboteur, they're all mm. fears, and we all have them. And that's interesting because, like you say, if you pin- pinpoint them and at least recognize them, then that's half of the job done. Interesting, right yeah. there. Yep. As long it's it's naming them first and foremost. And once Mm -hmm. we get to put a name to them, then you're able to work with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people feel these things and they have no idea. Yeah. I don't know how to thank you for taking your time and and coming here and talking to us. And like I said, I really do want to have you back. When you have the title and it's black on white, you write to me and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay. Thank you so much for having bye me. Bye, really Chris. appreciate it. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Thank you. Bye bye.